Hey everybody, you're listening to the Red Jumpsuit Podcast with Joyce and Sean. Broadcasting from Braintree, Massachusetts. We're talking about music, life, whatnot. So please stay tuned. today Shauna, because yeah who is it again it's francis mckee uh the guitarist vocalist and keyboard player from the scottish indie group the vaselines the vaselines the vaselines you know what we should yeah we should ask her how do you say the vaselines in scottish no i'm just kidding Wait, you say vaseline vaseline va- the vaselines I don't know. We'll find out how she. <laughs> but you know what? I just I just saw this, and I'm super psyched to ask her about this. But she was in a band before that called the Pretty Flowers with Douglas Stewart, who's in the BMX Bandits, and Norman Blake from Teenage Fan Club. Excellent. And you know how much I love the fan club, so I'm actually really excited to ask her about that. But how are you doing in this pandemic, lady? Are you feeling like? This is crazy. Are you getting used to it? Uh, uh, a, a lot of both. <laughs> yeah, all those things. It's kind of know. very zen, though, right? I miss the Braintree basement. And you. Oh, hearts, hearts, it's hearts. Awful. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope that uh, she she does yeah. call on the line. But um, what else is going on? You know what? I've been watching some of these like weird, dark shows set in like the 18, 1900s, and they keep having like seances and tarot cards and stuff. And I'm like, man, that would be really fun to do right now, but kind of weird and crazy too, that. right? Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of like hunkering for some weird shit like that, right? My si- my sister used to like dress like like a gypsy and like <laughs> bring bring the Ouija board up to the tree for it. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's calling hey. in. Hi. Hello, Francis. Hello. It's Hi. so, so, so nice to meet you again. Hi. 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 I'm Joyce and Shauna. I'm Shauna. Hi. Nice to see you. We were just talking about we were just talking about seances. Yes. And Ouija boards. Yes. We were talking yeah. about how much we're into like that sort of darkness. Did you ever do stuff like that? Like when you were little, did you get into it? Oh, I, I've seen, I've seen ghosts. And I had a, I lived in a flat that was haunted, and oh. I, I moved in, and um, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I, I managed to stay there for two years, but. The ghosts were. I, wow! I even got it exercised. <laughs> no way! Oh Holy oh smokes! Okay, wait. Before we keep talking, because I'm like super excited that you that you we just <laughs> yes, started this conversation. Sorry. Welcome everybody to the Red Jumpsuit Podcast. We are so excited, and I have to tell you, Francis, I've been geeking out. Shauna can tell you all day because. <laughs> Big fan. I am a Thank huge you. fan of you. Just like, oh, thanks. Like all your awesomeness and just oh. Scottishness, <laughs> and your like. I I told Shauna, I'm like, 
like I imagine like you're like a little fairy or something. I don't know. (laughs) And I hope you take that well, but really, really, really excited to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. Joyce is a Scottophile. Yes, I I am. I I secretly wish that I could live in Glasgow uh, because I just, every single time I've been there, it's the people. Where do you live just now? I live in the lovely, not so lovely, town of Braintree right outside of Boston. Oh, right, right. I've been to Boston I, uh, yes, and I think mm-hmm. I may have seen you in Boston. <laughs> I think I actually finally met you when yeah. you guys uh, did that uh, with Sub Pop. You did your new album, and you That's guys, right. uh-huh. yep, and Eugene uh, invited mm-hmm. me to come with Chick. And now I just was super excited seeing you and meeting you, and you just like have this like glow of like. Um, <laughs> And I, I, and I'll stop after this. But what I love about it, you're so positive. I thought, I thought it take it's, easy on you. I know Shauna's like, okay, don't geek out that much. Um, but really, it's an honor, and I love that the first thing that came out of your mouth was about ghosts because we talk about ghost stories on this. Oh, I, I could go all night. I could go all night. Um, I love it. But <laughs> please do. <laughs> oh no, there's there's too many things actually, but. But suffice to say, um, well, just before we did the Boti Weekender last year, I spoke to a woman who reads tarot and also sees ghosts. And I went to rehearsal and I said, look, because usually was really worried because we we didn't have a tour manager and your things could go really wrong. I said, Eugene, the woman told me that we have to ask the spirits to help us. We have to ask for their help. And of course, they were just like, you talk so much bullshit, so much. And it usually was laughing. But you know what? We were the only band. We had no travel problems. Everyone else, you know, it was chaos for them. And eventually, Eugene owned up and said that he had asked the ghosts for help. The spirit world. God, I love that because like Sean and I are like that. So Sean and I, just to give you a little bit about us, but we both, Shauna was in this band, The Swirlies. I don't know if you remember The Swirlies and I was in Scares and we played a lot of the same festivals, never met each other till now. Now we play together Mm -hmm. and and it's like, you know, we've been talking about like just, you know, how much in common we have and just how sad back in the day, you know, we may have crossed paths, you and I, but like we never, it wasn't this women's community. Yeah. And sort yeah. of that's yeah. the, the idea oh. here. We're sort of like collecting all these amazing women in one place and trying to level the playing field a little, you know? That's brilliant, yeah. And you, I feel like well, my question being that, like how did it feel for you when you were starting out? And tell us how old you were, actually, when you started out. Um, well, probably about 17 or 18. And it was all a wee bit of a haze, a drunken haze, I might add. But, um, I mean, I think I didn't, I didn't start out with a big kind of feminist point of view, although I knew that I just 
you know, I knew I didn't want to be the girl in the band that sang uh, backing vocals. I just knew that. So um, when Eugene and I decided to, 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 to form the Vaselines, I said, right, well, I, I, had, I had to teach myself to play guitar. So that, because I knew that I didn't want to be the girl and the boy and me singing. I just couldn't bear it. But that's what defined our songs because there was only, I could only play three chords. I mean, it took me ages. Uh, um, so that's why most of our songs are just three chords. And I would go into a total meltdown if if you put a C in there because I, <laughs> I hate to play a C. <laughs> For me, it was D. I don't know. Oh, really? That's funny. I don't know. But yeah, I can relate. relate That is, that's so, it's, it's cool because also we are untrained. It was just, Mm -hmm. you know, same kind of thing. Something that's desired and not be the, the girl who's fawning or the girl who's just singing or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, uh, I mean, I hadn't. I didn't have a big feminist agenda at all. I like, you know, I liked being in the company of men. <laughs> like, right. But I just, and but for me, it just felt there wasn't, a, I mean, again, it wasn't like I had made a, a ma- massive essay about it. I just thought, you know, this it has to be more 50-50 with us. And, and Eugene felt the same, actually. So I love Eugene. I have mm-hmm. to thank him for making this connection happen. So thank you, Eugene. You are a love. Yeah. He really, he is such a good person. I'm, and he I is. actually uh, luckily got to meet him very early on, like, because mm-hmm. it was probably right after you guys had taken a break or, but, um, but he is a lovely and just a good uh-huh. person, good soul, but who writes amazing stuff. And he it's, does. It's uh-huh. really amazing to me because I think what's beautiful about the Vaselines is the simplicity. And the but it's the <laughs> attitude and that simplicity combined, which mm-hmm. always is a powerful thing, you know? Mm. I think so. I think um yeah, I think you can over overthink it and we <laughs> we certainly can't be accused of that. <laughs> of overthinking? Yes, right? <laughs> not us. Not us women, right? Um, so can I ask, though, um, so was the Vaselines the first time you played guitar? Yes. And? So it was horrendous. I had a guitar that could never stay in tune, and I couldn't tune it up anyway, and I couldn't play the C, so it, <laughs> it was horrific, actually. <laughs> But I persevered. You did. You did. And you did it, which is so cool, you know? Oh, my God. Um, So I wanted to ask, though, about, I didn't uh, know about the pretty flowers. Now, when was that? When was that? Okay, so that, so that, that's why, that's probably why I knew I didn't want to be a backing vocalist in a band, because the pretty flowers had a, had another name. So I met Douglas when I I used to be in a drama group in the East End of Glasgow. And I met Douglas and Norman and Sean and we formed a band. And the band was called <laughs> The Child Molesters. Oh my God. 
I, I loved it. I That's thought this a is great. great. Name. Of course it is. Of course it is. And um, you know that we I, we were so naive. We didn't. So we played our first gig, and there was people sort of standing outside, sort of saying, "Can't call your band this." And you, I think, uh, um, we, we, I mean, we didn't we didn't play big shows or anything, but it was mainly kind of cover versions. And I I remember we we did this show in the in Bells Hill in a in a totally desolate park and actually we were just coming up with songs that you know it was my turn to sing and I sang this song that I learned as a child from a, a, a singing class called Singing Together and it was called Twigwig and Norman really liked the song and he put some guitar to it and uh, so that used to be the song that I sang when we ever played which wasn't actually that often and then uh, Douglas phoned me up and he went, I, I, I've changed the name. I've changed the name. It's going, it's going to be the, the Pretty Flowers. And I said, well, I don't want to be a pretty flower. No way. <laughs> I want to be a child molester. <laughs> That's oh so God. awesome. So, I love that. The total that. opposite. That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. great. And I think also uh, with Eugene and I, there was this kind of everyone was really twee, and and we we kind of tried to fight against that tweeness. We didn't mm. really, you know, we were really twee when I look back. <laughs> yeah. Although my daughter said to me, "Mum, I bet you were really edgy when you were when you were growing up." And, uh, and I was like, "Edgy?" Uh-huh. And then actually last night I did find a photograph and of me, you know, at eighteen, and I did look quite edgy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, can I ask you about your daughter? Because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm happy through this thing. I've been meeting a lot of women who had children and are still playing music. Um, and it makes mm-hmm. me excited because I have two kids and I still want to play music. I don't want to yeah, give it up. Uh-huh. And I was just curious, like, how that went for you as a mom transitioning. <clears throat> I, I know mean, that's a big question. What, <laughs> what what age are your kids? Um, mine are now uh, almost uh, sixteen and eighteen. All oh, right, okay, so they're older. Yeah, uh, I rem- I put out a solo record, and I think I toured. Well, I did three shows, and I took my three month old son with me. Whoa. That was not a good idea. Oh. It was insane, actually. Um, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't really. Sort of suggest that I, I took him actually. Also, um, we played a show in Bristol, which we met, so we had to fly there and we were put up. It was a, it was a women's festival, and I am telling you, we were put up in the mankiest of houses. I mean, I mean, the sheets had oh, it was brown sheets with white stains on. Oh <laughs> my god. Oh. It was crusty, and my son had to had to put him in this little crib that they had given me, and it was horrible. <laughs> Been so glad to get home in my entire life. <laughs> and then another time, I was still breastfeeding, and I I had to go over. I did this uh, festival called Crossing the Border, which was in The Hague, so I had to get a flight. And I said to my husband, I said meet me at the airport and bring Pippin with you because my boobs were about to explode. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. 
had a, another another tantrum at the at the airport. I thought I mean it was such pain, but um, I I mean I tried to give my kids sort of time to, to to play instruments, but it's only been my daughter that's really kind of picked up on it. And uh, in fact, we're we're co-writing at the moment because of the lockdown. Yeah. Uh, she's written some songs and and I wrote songs ages and ages ago and I said um so I was joking with her I said you know I've been waiting for you to to grow up and uh, she plays piano and guitar actually and uh, I said I've been waiting for you to grow up so I can actually find finalize these songs oh so God. she's been putting piano on my songs and I've been putting guitar on hers it's good that is so cool and what yeah. do you guys have a name for that like the project that you're doing oh, or just we, we, haven't, just we haven't even got the, we haven't even got that far but uh, i just kind of the i think the lockdown's really when you've got teenagers it's the the, the worst thing that's true I think imaginable for them so <laughs> i'm just trying to keep her kind of from going mad i, think, I know right actually. now yeah mm-hmm. no that's mm-hmm. that is so cool that's really mm-hmm. cool. So she yeah. younger than your son? Yeah, she's the she's the baby. She's the baby. She'll in. be she'll be fifteen oh. on Wednesday. Oh. <laughs> and so did you? So you were saying you pretty much kept going then as you were having well, kids? Well, yeah, right? yes and no. I mean, I, I, I've got three three kids. So one one's nineteen oh. on Tuesday. Wow. Uh, I've got a seventeen year old, and of course, fifth, so it's two years between them. And yeah, I did. In fact, the Vaseline's kind of got back. Yeah. Pippin was about five or six when Sub Pop contacted us with their sort of anniversary idea and wanted us to go to Seattle. And I, I said to my husband, oh, I said, eh, my, my, well, he's my ex-husband actually, but he's from Belgium and his family were coming over. And I said, would you think they would... Um, come over so I can go to 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 um, America and this is why we're not together anymore because he said I'm not asking my family to suit you <laughs> now talk about talk about luck though because the week that we were the, the, the Seattle show was was planned was actually the week that they were coming over oh. so I didn't so I you know I could leave and yes. uh, I had parents to look after the kids for me yeah were you talking brilliant. to the spirits at that point yeah. <laughs> I'm always always in commune with the spirits <laughs> they're all they're they're always close by <laughs> I always think that, that there is something that you know it would have been really difficult to leave three of the children you know when they were so young yeah to go over to America and so that was yeah. sort of in my 40s and it was the best thing I'd ever done, actually, because I'd been a, you know, been sort of a, a good mum. <laughs> I'd been there, yeah, um, and I hadn't done anything like that, and um, it just, it just reminded me of how amazing it was not to have toddlers around my ankles. Yeah, don't tell them I said <laughs> that. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it, Francis. I know what you mean. Hmm. I know uh-huh. exactly what you mean. 
But yeah. that that's yeah. real. Thank you for sharing. Only that. a handful of people will hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Not too many. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Our 12 <laughs> listeners, we have a few in Brazil, a few here. So now, welcome. You know, we're going to have Brazil. a few more in Glasgow. <laughs> New Zealand? I don't know. <laughs> but um, so tell us, though, um, so the, wor- the stuff that you're working on now with your daughter, obviously, you're doing some of these things. Are you thinking about um are you doing that to release something new or is it just for yourself it's we don't know i I mean we'll see we're going to record it um uh my partner my new partner (laughs) (laughs) he's going to just do a home recording of it and then we'll just we're just experimenting see see where it goes that's really it's been cool. really good fun though yeah awesome yeah. that's so cool yeah. um it's I, and to go a little bit back to the the ghost thing just because I'm like <laughs> I'm so like do you think because I had this I had a weird ghost incident where mm-hmm. like it was really weird I sort of had this moment recording in a studio that was on an altar I've told this story before I apologize to my listeners oh, wow. And it was mm-hmm. a really weird experience where this reverend had died in the building and we kept seeing him. Really weird stuff. And I feel like Chick and I, I don't know if you ever, I don't think you, you did meet Chick briefly, but he has uh-huh. this weird kind of energy too. And I do too. And I feel like I had this moment of like, you could feel it. Like some people attract certain things. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's that like kind of creative aura or something for you that like... Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, I'm not I, I, the, the 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 haunted flat that I lived in. It was the only one that really freaked me out. And when I spoke to the tarot woman, who is also sort of a medium, she said, "Look, I'm, this isn't anything to be scared of. It's not as if you have to jump out of bed and run to turn off a light." Now, that's yeah. exactly what I used to do in this in this flat, and. Um, but I did write a song with it. It's it's on, it's on it's on Sunny Moon, and it's uh, the country song. So that's all about this uh, haunted that flat, the country, the country song? song. Okay, that's okay. that's. <laughs> okay. So it explains the it explains it all in the song. If you if you know what you're listening for, that's what it's yeah. about. Because that's even good. I didn't have children at the time, but my cats wouldn't come near the place wow they just wouldn't no so so interesting yeah but I think um we recorded um sex with an ex and um so there was one day we were recording and she said oh can you smell that and we were like she said the garlic ghost is back so (laughs) she had there was a ghost there (laughs) she she maintained when the cat came into the room we had a hit it must be bad for me, feel so good. It must be bad for me, feel so good. It must be bad for me, let's do it, let's do it again. You look so right, you must be wrong for me, you look so right. You must be wrong for me, you look so right. You must be wrong for me, let's do it, let's do it again. Help me, help me, my resolve is breaking. I'm giving up, but I'm going down. I've done too much of all the stuff that I was warned. Do not.
Prowling about when we were uh, trying to record, um, I hate the eighties. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. And I have to ask just one thing. I, I definitely want to tiptoe around. I didn't want to like spend time talking about Kurt, but mm-hmm. I I just always wondered how it you felt <laughs> about him naming his child after you. I don't. I was like. I don't know. It's well, really I think sweet. I think for a long time I didn't I didn't believe it to be honest. And yeah. then I had also um, I had also read that they were thinking of Frances Farmer, the actress, as well. So I kind of thought, oh, well, it's probably more about that. But when we did that sub pop festival, I I met Michael Azarad who did the um, the biog, and he knew Kurt really well. And he went and he told me he said no. They, they they were really thinking about yeah. about me when they uh, named the baby. So I'd love to meet her. Actually, I know. you know, I think That's I think what... um, I think as a mother, as, you know, yes. I, I, you know, I do I do um, think she's gone through quite a lot actually, and I think she must have yeah. loads of questions. You know, yeah. Um, so I, I I I have heard that you know she she does really well and whatever and but yeah maybe one day it would yeah. be, be really nice to meet her that would be really cute yeah mm-hmm. I mean it it just yeah. always like thought uh, that the the bond that you guys had when you guys were touring I think was a really special thing and I think it's just what I you know we had talked about this on earlier episodes what was so great about Kurt Cobain to me was seeing him cover bands like you guys and cover mm. his friends and the Meat Puppets and all of them mm-hmm. and and give them you know like some of his success like mm-hmm. I, I just think the spirit very, of that ge- yeah yeah it's a generous thing whereas I think up until that point there was too much competition between bands Yes, you know, uh, that sort of perceived competition, yeah. and he, I think, really went above and beyond. You know, really trying to make people hear this more underground side of music. So, yeah, he was yeah, he was brilliant seems, for that. That seemed pretty evident. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. Just knowing what he was doing and knowing the bands that he was promoting and. Yeah, but that. we we, su- really cool. we supported them. I had no idea that he liked us that much really? because we had split we had split up, and I wasn't really playing guitar. And you know, I always think back to that night and think if if I didn't get so drunk, if I knew the songs I was supposed to play, <laughs> had I even had a whiff of how much he liked us, Aww. you know. Um, yeah. things would have been a bit different maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's really cute that's really sweet um so we would love you to give you this opportunity because we're we sort of like you know like to not just talk about the music but talk about other cool things that you're into and that you're doing because um for me it's the whole person and you know mm-hmm. like that inspiration for other women to hear mm-hmm. that you're doing 
all these other things too. I don't know, or other things that interest you, or people you'd like to give a shout out to, or kind of that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think you know I teach yoga. That's my probably my my main passion. Yeah. So I run a studio, and that kind of keeps me busy. It's a bit weird at the moment because I'm doing everything on Zoom, and I I don't I don't actually like it to be honest. Yeah. So um so that's that's, that's yeah mm, that's it is uh and yes yeah, running a studio it's, it's you know it's got it's complications but I do I've done it you know for over twenty years so in fact I, I think my I had a manager for when I had a solo kind of I wouldn't call it a career because it's not not even doesn't even merit that but he got really frustrated with me because he could see that I would spend more time practicing yoga and not giving the, the music the attention it ought to have. But I always thought one one was like one helped the other. So yeah. before I had children, you know, I would I would practice yoga for a couple of hours and then I would, you know, be songwriting or, or practicing for a couple of hours. So I always felt it was quite sort of evenly distributed, yeah. really. Yeah. So I also have a big um, interest in astrology as well. Ooh. Very much into that. Um, yeah, I think it's a really interesting tool to, to understand who you are and and also to help to help other people as well. But also, you know, it's cool. That yeah, it's 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 a, it's another language actually. So I, I, I tend to spend quite a lot of time reading books on that. And I also spend a lot of time reading about um, health and about um, sort of, I don't know, conspiracy theories, things like that. (laughs) 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 They're not really conspiracy theories. It's just I I, I quite, um, I, I always see things like music. So, like, music, you've got the charts, you've got what everyone kind of yeah. knows and most people only accept, and then if you dig deeper, you get into the underground, and, and that's the same with, with health and uh, yeah, so-called conspiracy theories. That's really <laughs> great comparison. Mm-hmm. That's really, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I totally So I don't, I, I don't ever take anything at face value. I, I often think I should have been a detective, <laughs> But um, it never happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I feel that way sometimes. I, mm-hmm. I'm just curious now. What what's your sun sign? <gasps> sun, sun, uh, sun sign, Cancer, and okay. my moon is in Pisces. Okay. And actually, I've looked at Kurt Cobain's chart, and his uh, I think his sun's in Pisces, and his moon is in Cancer. Oh. So there might have been some nice yeah. synergy there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that, and I love thinking about these things that you because know, Sean and I. It's really funny. Right before you came in, we were just sort of chatting about that exact thing. This like belief in something magical. This belief mm-hmm. in something mm-hmm. that. Uh, isn't like you said on the surface you have to dig mm-hmm. down a little bit yeah. uh-huh. and you have to get in those nooks and crannies um, mm-hmm. I, I it's funny because I've been really getting into very zen meditation buddhism similar thing and my whole thing is my goal is how to breathe just 
just mm. breathing right. <laughs> and it's like you uh-huh. can really get into it, you know, like in uh-huh. this. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to hear someone else talking about that, too. I just think it's written, mm-hmm. you know. Very cool. And do you have any like other really great female artists or people that you would love to give a shout out to that you like tell people about that you've been into lately? Well, um, Carla has been playing keyboards in our in our sort of lineup at the moment. And she's great. She's younger she's she works really hard at music um and she never stops she's like a wee dynamo but it's been really nice for me to have another female yes. in in the band and yeah so I have, I have a lot of respect for her and she's just finished another album I mean she, she does write a lot but I, I like the way that I like her music I like her honesty I think she, she I do think she's going to really go far actually that's really cool. So does she do mm-hmm. something on her own as well? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah. what, what is that? Uh, well, she's she's got her own band. I'm just trying to think. Oh, that's okay. Uh, my mind has gone <laughs> blank with her second name, but I think Carla is, um, is if you look it up, yeah, yeah. I usually don't know. <laughs> I'm terrible cool. with names. No, that's okay. I think okay. it's my age. Oh. <laughs> I don't actually know my own name anymore. <laughs> When you said Carla, I thought you said karma. Oh, right. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. New agey name. That's really <laughs> cool. She was in a band called Teen Canteen, and Eugene was in Teen Canteen. So that's oh. how I met Carla. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's so cool. Yeah. And then are you do you have like a recording studio access where you are? You said you're your Not partner. really. I mean my partner um has a kind of very home-based setup. I mean, but he does more kind of experimental stuff. So um, we'll see if we if we're still together by the time we finish. <laughs> this is a test, right? <laughs> That's really cute. Yeah, yeah. He knows that I can I can get rid of men quite quickly. <laughs> so I'm gonna have a strange question. How is it in Glasgow with the pandemic? How are you guys doing with this? Um, people are extremely compliant, which I find extremely worrying. Um, I, I'm about to start a riot, I think, <laughs> myself. But um, everyone's just been too, too nice about it. And yeah. I think, I think, okay, a few weeks, okay, yeah, we can do that. But uh, I, I, this is my kind of conspiracy going on but I think we're not being told the whole truth about what is actually going on and I'm not convinced that everyone is is, I don't know I don't I don't I think there's a I think there's a need to control people with this Mm. with fear and I don't think fear is a good medium for anyone here and I think people people can make up their own minds but I think control Uh, people with fear and it makes me think that there's an agenda actually Mm. we don't know we don't really know for certain i don't think the origin Mm -mm. well i've been doing my own investigations awesome (laughs) and just francis put out your reports every day yeah so (laughs) well my report my report is only asking two people but two people who who work in the in the health field 
uh, one's a nurse and one's a physio and I, and I haven't I, I've just said it must be really awful for you you know yeah. something like that and it's like no it's not it's not that busy it's not that busy it's going to be busy but it's not that busy hmm. and you know that's what we've been told for weeks and weeks you know what but it's so interesting that's cool it's interesting to hear that because mm-hmm. in America it's the opposite um, yeah. all the people that I know that are nurses and stuff like that, they are so overwhelmed and really? they actually like, well, I don't know even to say his name, but the whole administration and all that stuff <laughs> tearing us down, <laughs> but they are not supplying, um, the hospitals are running out of supplies. We're the mm-hmm. richest. Well, that's what they're saying here as well, though. Really? That's what they're saying. But we've got a different system. Yes. And I think, um, but our system's been undermined for the last sort of 20 years anyway. So the the panic is that there's not enough beds, there's not enough nurses. Nurses nurses haven't been paid properly for years and years and years, and that's just totally been ignored. So uh, that's where the panic is, you know? Mm -hmm. So we'll have to just see how how pleased that. I just don't feel that um, we've been told the truth. No, but anything. I think you're ab- absolutely right mm-hmm. in this age and this era. I don't really trust mm-hmm. much. I mean, you're you're and really... anything anything can be manipulated yeah. and called fake. Anything that's spoken about that's not the script is apparently fake news. And I I do worry about our liberty and democracy. Actually, I am right there with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my mind goes yeah. immediately to like Orwellian. Yeah, uh, people are scared to say what they actually think. Mm-hmm. I don't trust Facebook or anything like that anymore, you know. So I think we're living in very troubled times. And I think people need to be aware of that, actually, and not take the sort of the script that we've been told at face value. Think of the all the underground music that people haven't heard because they're too busy watching the box. <laughs> And I do take umbrage at all these big pop stars telling people to stay at home. I'd stay at home if I had a mansion and a pool. Exactly. (laughs) Go nowhere. Yeah. Ever again. And the fact that basically the entire world has been laid off at the same time, uh, you know, know. it's like, yeah, the rich people can do whatever they want. But mm, yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the, 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 you put it on paper, it's total chaos. You know, yeah. it's like uh-huh. I know. I mean, I am such a I'm such a Pollyannish person, but I'm like, I always try to be optimistic. But I'm like, it's really tough right now. Uh, it really I is. So. But I think, I think especially when you've got teenagers, because yes, I know I, I mean I think people have forgotten that we are all going to die. Right? That's a given, isn't it? Right. Um, nobody wants to die in a horrible, horrible way, and that's a given as well. Mm. But I can't help feeling that the the whole lockdown is actually going to create more problems and cause more deaths and more mental health issues than the actual pandemic. So that's, you know, I'm looking beyond, you know, the next few months to see what's the fallout from this. It's going to be horrific. I am so with you, Francis, because I think mm-hmm. nothing is going to return to the same thing. It's going to be a very no, different world. No. And I'm, I mean, I don't know about America, but all these civil liberty laws are getting 
pass through really quickly. And people are, are, are saying, yeah, control me, control me. And that really worries me. Nobody, well, not enough people are asking enough questions. Yeah. What are the ones that concern you? <clears throat> well, one in particular is the, um, the way that um, well, like people can't get together and, and speak to each other. You know, there's no groups together. Right. You know, everyone's isolated. As soon as you do that, then you really are stopping people exchange ideas. And right. I think that's really, yes. uh, well, yeah. really difficult. And my, my, my son and my daughter, you're still allowed to go into a park. And they were both stopped by the police. They're not allowed to, to sit down on a bench you know, they can't hang out, you know, there's, so the police have got way more power now than they ever, ever have had. And it's not, you know, I thought they're to protect us, but it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. 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 I wish, I, I think in America, the big thing is the prison system here is just so racist and it's so... Oh, really? broken and messed up and it's a police police have a lot of power and mm -hmm. well similar mm -hmm. similar thing but it's like you know in the prisons right now they're not doing anything these people are going to die and spread it and all these people are going to die when it could be prevented if they just let people go because there's so many people in jail in this country who shouldn't be there mm -hmm. yeah well yeah i mean it, i just don't think it works the mm -hmm. way they're approaching it. It's not a, well, you know. That's also another topic of conversation because, you know, in Britain, we have a lot of people with drug issues and drug dr drug addicts are criminals and, you know, because they're, they're addicted. And I think if you, if you took away those type of criminals, because they're not criminals, they're, they've got problems and they need right. help. They don't need to go to prison. Um, so I think if you took away all the drug crime, you know, like that, or so-called drug crime, then, you know, you would actually half the prison population. Yeah. No, mm. I agree with you. I think there's so much more. You had mental health, you had mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. putting in. I feel like that's the biggest thing right now in this that is needed is mental health, mm -hmm. you know. And yeah. I'm going to say mm -hmm. something light to make fun, and then we're going to say <laughs> goodbye because it's been so awesome. But... Um, <laughs> And now I'm probably going to see, I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I've been having this crazy dream of saying, you know, like Yoko Ono and John Lennon, when they did the bed in back in my punk rock days, like I thought like, that was so fucking stupid. What the hell were they doing? You know, like that looks so dumb. And now I'm like, that's brilliant. Like we need to have a love in. We need to like start bringing out, I don't know some joy a commute of people coming together in a good yeah. way in a good way I don't uh -huh. think we understand I don't think we understood what the hell they were doing they were I mean, oh I don't know but I love Yoko Ono she is one oh, of I my heroes her. she really is but I mean when we were kids we didn't really yeah. get it until it was like yeah they were using their celebrity yeah uh -huh. absolutely yeah and yeah. that was, and they did a really good job at it. <laughs> well, Francis, thank you so You're much awesome. for giving us some of your oh, it's time. Lovely to meet you, both. you are amazing, <laughs> and thank you for joining the Red Jumpsuit community. Um, we yep. thanks for asking. <laughs> totally love talking to you, and um, we will say adieu. 
Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Nice to meet you both. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 So thank you guys for subscribing to our podcast in advance. Yeah, and thanks for listening to the Red Jumpsuit Podcast. Our email address is redjumpsuitpodcast at gmail.com. So there you can send me some stories. Um, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, uh, let us know. Let us know. 